I'm Trisha. And I'm Layla. Grab a cocktail and come join us for a little boozy banter with with friends. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. Thank you. I feel like it's taken a little bit to kind of get our groove back. I know. It's always weird after you take a like a long break, especially for me, because I'm like, oh, almost forgot what how to I do this. I, I did. I, for a little bit there, I was trying to figure out how to turn on our little thing. I'm like, do I have to do I push it once? Do I push it twice? Do I hold it down? What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know what I love about our podcast? We're not afraid to like take breaks. We're not afraid right. to shake things up. Yeah. We're not afraid to do what we won't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's my probably my favorite thing about this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I'll, obviously I get to hang out with you and, you know, have fun with you. But I just I still genuinely love doing this. Right. I think it reflects where we are like in our lives because yeah. we are definitely at that age. You hear a lot about other women, sometimes men, mostly women, talk about how they get to a certain point in their life and they're like, I really don't care anymore. I do what I want. I'm going to be fucking 50. <laughs> fucking 50. Welcome to the club. So, could be like Sally O'Malley. <laughs> I'm not like those other girls. I like to hide their age. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm 50. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, you know, I just I feel like we just do what we want to do. This is our fun. Like this is. This is what we do for fun, I guess. This, you is, know? this is absolutely. And we like to talk about serial killers for fun. Yeah. Evidently. <laughs> today. In all today, fun for us is ser- with a cocktail, of course. Uh, this is actually really good. Yeah. You yeah. showed this picture to me. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I asked you was, what in the hell is coconut juice? I had no idea what coconut juice was. I still don't know what coconut juice it's is. It's interesting. It's super sweet. Yeah. It's not like, I don't know if it's, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily coconut water. It's coconut water has like a taste, but it's still kind of watery. It doesn't really have a, a, a strong flavor to yeah, me. Yeah, this is. This is like. It's almost like they took the coconut meat. And squished it. Yeah. And like extracted the juice out of the coconut meat. But it's clear. But it is clear. So it's almost syrupy. It's got a it's got a, a little a little more thicker consistency than water, but not much. It's almost like a natural simple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. But it ended up being good. Like yes. we we thought, oh, this can't be right, and so we pulled out some coconut water. Nope, it was nope. definitely it was, wasn't coconut water. Nope. So this is called the coconut vodka martini. Yes, and it has. Uh, we were able to use um, something that you alcohol. got, yeah, from one of our travels. Um, I went to Salt Lake City last summer, and we had like a little mini family reunion there, and it was so fun. Um, 
they handle their sale of alcohol a little bit different. It is weird <laughs> there. I mean, so weird. In Florida, we have Publix. You can go into Publix. You can buy wine. Uh-uh. You can buy beer. And if that's not what you're looking for, you can go right next door to the Publix liquor store exactly. and get what you need. When we were in Utah, you had to go to a dedicated liquor store that was, I think it's run by the state. Is it really? I think it I'll is. I'll have to ask. I'm leaving uh, in a few days for Salt Lake City. Yeah, get the details on that. So I'll, it was, I'll ask if it's like the liquor stores are run by the You can state. buy beer at the grocery store. Yes, but you, you can. could not buy. So just no, to get can't. wine for dinners, you know, for our family, we had to go to this liquor store. Mm-hmm. And so while we were there, I thought, well, let me see what they've got. Because, you know, I need to find something to take home. And I ended up buying a couple other bottles of, I think I bought a a whiskey from Utah I gave to my son. But I found this, (laughs) I found this It's so funny. (laughs) Or no, yeah, it's vodka. So it's called Five Wives Distillery. It's Utah. That's So already I thought, oh, this is great. So then I saw that they had they had two special like flavored vodkas. One was called Sinful, Five Wives Sinful, and it was a cinnamon. <laughs> and then the other one was Five Wives Heavenly. And it's these five women on the label and they all have halos above their heads. And that's the one we're having today, which is a vanilla custard flavor. It's actually really good. It's really good. But what made me buy it was their plain vodka that they had released in June of last year called Five Husbands (laughs) for Pride (laughs) Month. And I thought, this is awesome. I'm just going to. I have to have it. It's so, so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. If you know anything about Utah, you know that five wives and five husbands is fucking hilarious. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we will post a picture of that on our Instagram and tag them because it's delicious. They're it's awesome. So good with I this love cocktail. their sense of humor. And it's just a super great bonus that they're their alcohol is equally as good. So <laughs> yes, it is. I love Salt Lake City, as I've mentioned before in the podcast that that's my favorite place to travel to. It's my favorite layover. And I, I just I love everything about it. This, I love downtown Salt Lake. I love the atmosphere. You when I walk around the city, it's just I have that like that exhale <laughs> and it feels so calm and relaxing. And it's yeah, so beautiful there. But I know if I go into a brewery or any other place, I know like even at my age, I have to show my ID. Right. They scan it. Yeah. And like you have to, you can't have so many drinks in front of you without some type of food. It's very strange. They have I a mean, a lot of, you know, strict yeah, it doesn't, rules. It doesn't matter to me because I, I never in my life, and mm-hmm. I've done a lot of shit, but I've never yeah. in my life said, I'll take a beer and a shot at the same time. And I'm like, but I'll see people do that. I'm like, that's a thing here. Like beers and shots are like a thing there. Okay. Has I no- don't know. Has nobody ever heard the beer before liquor, never been sicker rule? <laughs> liquor before beer, never fear. <laughs> that's a motto we grew up on. <laughs> 
way. And sometimes it still didn't matter. <laughs> if you consume enough, you got to pour oh. everything. <laughs> what is one alcohol that you will never drink because you drank too much as a kid and got sick on it? Cherry brandy. <laughs> it was vodka for me. For the longest time, I didn't drink vodka. Oh. I couldn't do it. It was vodka. It was the one alcohol you could get by the bottle when I lived in the Philippines. My dad was stationed at Subic Bay. And we would mix it with with uh, Sprite or 7-Up. But, you know, after you drank enough of the Sprite and 7-Up, sometimes you just didn't add that anymore. You just drank. It's like Robitussin. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. And... <laughs> There are just so many things. I can't even. <laughs> like she's flashing back right now. <laughs> I can't even tell you how bad it was. <laughs> but that is the one thing. Like the smell, like. To this day. To this day, if I have to take, if I have to give my kids cough syrup, I'm gagging a little bit. Because that cherry brandy <laughs> memory is coming to the surface. And when I was 16 PTSD. Years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alcohol PTSD. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my God. That is hilarious. Mm. Hilarious. I think we all have that one alcohol that we have overindulged in and just can never look at it the same way. Thank God I got over my thing of vodka, but for a long, long time, I could not drink vodka. Yeah. For the longest time. And then I think I grew up and learned moderation. Mm hmm. Sometimes, mostly, <laughs> mostly moderation. <laughs> so back to our cocktail. Oh, my God. Talk about getting distracted. So we did uh, one and a half ounces of that delicious. Uh, five wives. Five wives vanilla custard vodka, which I think you could use any vanilla vodka. I pulled can, out another one. Um, one ounce of coconut rum. We yep. use Citygate. Of course. Um, and we use that uh, just a half ounce of the coconut juice. And it literally says coconut juice on the can. Yes. And a little dollop of coconut cream. Yeah. And shook it all together, poured it over ice. It it's is good. delicious. It's not overly sweet. It's got a pleasant, mild coconut taste. Mm -hmm. um, it's another one that could get you in trouble. It really, yeah. It, it really could. Yeah. I do not may, I do. I suggest using a nice squatty glass. Yeah. So that way it kind of keeps everything in proportion because if you uh, use like a tall glass, you're going to, you're just going to go through it very quickly. Right. Not judging, by the way. <laughs> it happens. Not judging. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I would do. Don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> or be like me and obviously we're we're meant to be friends <laughs> <laughs> exactly so today you know serial killers wasn't even on my radar until you said oh i just did a i just i have a story about a serial killer yeah i said my first story was going to be about a serial killer and then i kind of got into it a little bit and i'm like okay we have to talk about serial killers in general because yep. once you start reading about it it's it's a rabbit hole there <gasps> are podcasts dedicated to serial killers because there's just so much material out there about serial killers there is it's crazy and for me it's not the killings it's the 
like psychology. Like it's fascinating. Just, yeah. So fascinating. Like, do they kill one person and then they're like, I'm no. going to do it again? Or, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or I'm going to do it this. What possesses them to do it the same way over and over or stay in the same small circle or go across the, like, what makes it their purpose in life? They think they're smarter than everybody else. I See, think that's one thing that's been consistent with serial killers across the board is that. Some of most of them, I'm just going to say not all of them, but most of them think that they are smarter than everyone else. Right. I'm, let me jump ahead. So you my, do. So you give me all the notes, serial killers. I was reading that I was on Wikipedia and there is a list of identified serial killers in the United States. And I stopped counting on the list after I got through the B's and I was already at 92. Dang. I, that's as far as I got. And I was at 92. I'm like, I'm just not going to count all night long. But the right. list was long. There's also a list of unidentified serial killers, which includes murders where someone has or ha um, had or has been arrested or suspected um, but they were either let go or it hasn't gone to trial yet right. or they don't have any suspects. So there are 71 ongoing cases, including the Zodiac Killer and the most recent, the Gilgo Beach killings. Which yes, that's actually kind of what started our conversation was like you asked me, have you heard about this Gilgo Beach yeah. uh, killer gun? I was like, no, actually, I haven't heard about this. And you're like, oh, oh. Well, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, let me show you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> so the first thing that had me wondering, because I mean, you hear about serial killers all the time, but I'm like, when is a murder, a murderer classified as a serial killer like how many what's the body count you know before oh is there is there a set number there is it's um a person a serial killer is a person who kills three or more people taking place over more than a month including a significant period of time between each killing oh so there there are specifications for a serial killer so for example the idaho killer that the Idaho right. murder house guy. He's not a serial He's killer. He's not a serial killer. He hasn't gone to trial He's yet. He's just a but murderer. He would just be a murderer, even though he killed multiple, multiple people. You know, he's Sus suspected of killing suspected. multiple people. So the FBI defines serial murder as a series of two, two or more murders committed as separate events, usually, but not always, by one offender acting alone. So serial murder and serial killer are two separate things. So when we started talking about this, you know what it reminded me of? What? That show, Mindhunter. I love that show. I did too. That was such a cool show on Netflix. It was only on for two seasons. Only two and seasons. And why they pulled it, I will never know because it was so good. It was. I enjoyed the snot out of that show. Yeah. So... For anybody that didn't get to watch it or hasn't watched it yet, you need to go watch it. Absolutely. One. It's worth um, it. It's based on the 1995 book called Mindhunter Inside the FBI's Elite Serial Crime Unit. And it was written by John E. Douglas and Mark DeShaker. Olshaker. 
Oh, that'd be a cool book to read. Yeah. So, and it was about the show and the book was about the founding of the FBI's behavioral science unit in the late 70s and the beginning of criminal profiling, which I think Mm. is really cool. Uh, In the show, the agents of the unit, they start a research project to interview imprisoned serial killers so that they can try to understand their psychology and then apply that knowledge to solve ongoing cases. Um, The first agent... Holden Ford, that was the young guy, Yeah, yeah. Uh, is loosely based on the author of the book, um, of the show, John E. Douglas. Okay. And the other agent, Bill Tench, is based on FBI agent Robert K. Ressler, who is credited with the term serial killer. Oh. So the first season was... From the years 1977 to 1980, and it included serial killers Edmund Kemper, Mm -hmm. Ed Kemper, who was the co-ed killer, uh, Monty Russell, Rissell, I found out it's Rissell, not Russell, Jerry Boudros, I don't know, like I'm not familiar. I don't remember those two. Richard Speck and Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. Oh, yeah. Was it BTK? BTK. Killer, Yeah. And then the second season covered the years 1980 to 1981 with the FBI agents investigating the Atlanta murders that began in 1979, Mm -hmm. uh, which included at least 28 deaths that were mostly children. I remember that episode. Yeah, that season. Yeah. This was based on the real case of Wayne Williams, who was convicted for the murder of two adult men, but was never tried for the killings of the children and teenagers. It's still considered an open case. How weird is that? Yeah. Um, other murders featured that season included David Berkowitz, um, also known as Son, Son of Sam, yeah. William Pierce Jr., Elmer Wayne Henley Jr., and Charles Manson. Mm. The guy that played Charles Manson was remarkable i mean it was really good i like i wonder when i was watching it i wondered if they used like ai or something i mean it was because he looked spot on yeah spot on so in real life robert wrestler helped organize interviews of 36 incarcerated serial killers trying to find parallels between their backgrounds and motives he also was instrumental in setting up VICAP, or Violent Criminal Apprehension Program, a centralized database of information on unsolved homicides. Until then, until he set that up, across the country, there would be multiple murders and there was no way. Right. No communication between departments right. or like agencies. Exactly. Uh, so he was, you know. The one that was like, hey, you guys need to do something about we this. We need to share this information that it, with every, not just with us, with everyone. Yeah, across the United States. He also worked on the cases of several well-known serial killers, including Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, Richard Chase, John Jobert, and John Wayne Gacy. Wow. And I was telling you, I just was lifted it up when I was talking to you. I bought his book, um, Whoever Fights Monsters, My 20 Years Tracking Serial Killers for the FBI. And it it's a really fascinating book. And it goes in depth into a lot of his different 
cases. Wow, that's fascinating. It's really cool. Like I said, serial killers are fascinating because of their psychology, you know, the psychology behind it. Absolutely. But these particular FBI agents that talk about how they were instrumental in, you know, making it easier to catch them, that too is like, that's crazy. Like it, in all the years of law enforcement, and I know, you know, when you really think about it, organized law enforcement really is more late, you know, 19th century, 20th century, 20th century type of thing. But to think that until the 70s, nobody thought of finding a way to, or maybe there wasn't the technology for it. I think it maybe a little bit of both. There definitely wasn't the technology right. to begin with. Like, right. Clearly, there wasn't evidence. Uh, saving evidence wasn't as important as it is today or just right when we sharing talked, of information. Yeah. Or like, hey, you know, this county, a couple counties over has similar cases mm-hmm. than we do here. Maybe we should talk to them. I think back in the day, it was more like you stay in your lane, I'll stay in my lane. Don't don't come at us, right. they won't come at you. Well, when we talked about even the Velisca Axe murder house, they talked about, you know, it was a guy, he could have committed a murder here or there. We know that now, but back then, there was no way of knowing no. that, you know, three states over, this family was murdered in the same way or whatever, you know? Yeah, which... It's a little, you know, when you think about it now, it's like, oh, I wonder if it was a serial killer. Right, right. And well, how many other murders has he committed across the country that have the similar situation? But when I went over this list, the open cases, there, I can't see. Here, here's a pair of cheaters. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. Welcome to old age. So a lot of them, you know, most of them are in, you know, recent, like from the 60s on. But there were some that went back 1935 to 1938. There are 12 known victims, probably 40 plus. That's interesting. That's the Cleveland Torso Murderer. Ooh. Also known as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run, responsible to 12... For 12 to 13 murders in the Cleveland, Ohio area in the 30s. So there, there's a lot of that on the list. And it's fascinating because, you know, back then, nobody would have been able to figure that out. No, absolutely. Axeman, Axeman of New Orleans, 1918 to 1919. Dang. The Atlanta Ripper, 1911. So, and those are all open cold cases because which the the chances of them going being solved that far back mm-hmm. are slim i which, mean what evidence do they still have preserved that will right lend to a it's a gonna suspect? be like jack the ripper or the black dahlia where they have a lot of you know guesses but they're never gonna have like exactly. definitive you know evidence for something like that now some of the stuff from like I hear about all the time people from the, even as far back as the 70s, getting pegged now through DNA. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Well, I think in the 70s, they just, it seems like that's when saving and preserving evidence became a really little more important Mm -hmm. than. And you have to wonder is it because of 
the breakthroughs that the FBI was making. You and, have to wonder. Yeah. I mean, there has to, it has to start somewhere. It really does. But it is kind of fascinating. So what started all this was talking about the Gilgo Beach yeah. murders, which, you know, when I'm reading about it, when I'm watching it on the news, to me, it seems new. But for the people in that area, it's not. It's not a really. Uh, I saw it on the list, you know, when I was scrolling through, and the bodies were found in 2010 and 2011. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, but the victims were from as far back as 1996 to 2011. Like, oh, wow. And it was almost two dozen people. Uh, most of the known victims were sex workers who were who had advertised on Craigslist. But the remains weren't found uh, until the police were searching for another missing woman named Shannon Gilbert in 2010. The remains of four victims that were called the Gilgo Four were found within a quarter mile of each other near Gilgo Beach in December of 2010. More than six sets of remains were found the following spring, but police believe those remains are older than the Gilgo Four. Wow. Um, it was during this time that they began to refer to the killer as the Long Island serial killer. Okay. I mean, even narrowing it down to LISC, like the acronym LISC for sure. Wow. But last month, July of 2023, they arrested 59-year-old Rex Hewerman. I think that's how you say his name. Hewerman. For three of the murders of the Gilgo Four, Megan Waterman, Melissa Bartholomew, and Amber Costello. He is also the prime suspect in the murder of the fourth victim, Maureen Brainerd Barnes. And the other girl that was missing, um, Shannon, what did I say her name? Shannon Gilbert. They found her body, but they don't know if she was a murder victim or if she had drowned in the water. Okay. So okay. they're unsure about her. But um, authorities began to seriously consider Hurman as a suspect in March of 2022 after discovering that a Chevy Avalanche that he owned had been linked to one of the killings by a witness. Really? And then on top of that, his cell phone records showed that he had been in contact with three of the four victims. What? Yeah. Oh, from the Craigslist. Craigslist. Um, and an email ac account that was linked to him had conducted online searches of the investigator's progress. No. Court records um, showed that he had also searched for sadistic materials child pornography, and images of the victims and their relatives. What? So I don't know if he was just checking up on what was going on or whatever, but jeez. So mitochondrial DNA, which I still don't understand how that all works, but that uh, testing indicated that Hurman was a potential match. When hair was found on the burlap uh, wrappings of one of the bodies they had gotten the sample 
for that match from a pizza crust in a box that he had discarded. Oh, man. I mean, it sounds like a TV show, it right? Does. I mean, it I, does. I know there are real victims here, but at the same time, it's like, who was digging in the trash? Are they the sure it was were. his? Are they sure it was his piece of pizza? Did they see him eat it and put it down? Did he have any children? Did Could it have been like a brother or something? Who knows, you know? A potential match to his wife was also found when comparing hair found on or near three of the victims to samples taken from bottles found in the trash outside their residence. Mm. Uh, but, but the hair could have been on his transfer. person. Like, I yeah. shed like a none other. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Shed like crazy. And every time I like pull a hair off and throw like it out, I always say, I'm like leaving my DNA laying around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but investigators say that his wife and children were out of the state and during the time that the killings were believed to have occurred. Mm-hmm. So... He's still in jail. Like, wow, they're still building a case against him. But it's crazy that somebody still thinks they can get away with that shit in this day and age. Well, there's lots of serial killers out there that they could get away with that. Have you heard about Austin? Austin could have a serial killer. I did see something about that. And Chicago. Yeah. So let's start with Austin. Yeah. Tell me about it. So far, there's been a total of 10 bodies recovered near Lady Bird Lake area. And what's crazy, when we go to Austin, we stay right by Lady Bird Lake. <laughs> like, wow. And okay, so are the victims male, female? Male. They're all male. So you're safe. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all the bodies have been recovered near Lady Bird Lake area within the last 13 months. Wow. And out of the 10, five are not under any kind of investigation and have been ruled as no foul play and accidental drowning. What? Strange, huh? That's a lot of accidental drownings. Austin police do not believe that there may be a serial killer stalking unsuspected victims. Instead, they have put out a statement wanting everybody to be mindful of water safety and said, water can be inherently dangerous by its nature. Oh, my gosh. You don't have that many drownings in Central Florida and we have a beach. And uh, Rainy Street is close to um, Lady Bird Lake, which is also close to the hotel that we stay at. And it's like a a street where there's restaurants, bars, food trucks. And uh, some of them have been, you know, apparently maybe have disappeared from that general area and turned up in the Lady Bird Lake area. Wow. But you know what? Austin is not the only place that there's been a a crap ton of weird drowning victims found. Yeah. Chicago as well. Drownings also? So Chicago is also the similar story where 16 bodies have been recovered from the Chicago River and Lake Michigan since 2022. Wow. 16. That's crazy. Yeah. Just like the Austin drownings, most have been ruled accidental. However, there are some that say that there's there's way, that's way too many coincidences. Yeah. Like, it's just too weird, especially for those who have been following the Chicago deaths, area deaths closely. It has seemed suspicious that one after another, people appear to 
be drowning at an alarmingly high rate. And some think that they could be connected. I mean, it only kind of makes sense. I mean, that's a lot of people drowning. Wow. 16. Yeah. Since 2022. And for Chicago, maybe it's because it's Chicago and they're like, there's a lot of people that get killed, Yeah, the, you know, yeah. but Austin, that's different. Uh, yeah. And what, what about the Chicago um Do they think it's just one person or could it be different people? There have been reports of unsolicited offers for rides to people leaving bars or restaurants alone, which kind of seems odd to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Chicago is taking the same stance, though, as Austin is saying that there is currently no evidence suggesting that there's a connection between the drowning deaths, which is strange. Are they all drowning victims or are some? Most of them are considered... um, drownings or were they injured in any other way uh, like could they have been stabbed and then thrown in the water and then okay some may have like weird marks on their bodies some have been some have disappeared and then missing for a few days and then shown up and then level of decomp that's on the bodies is not consistent with the time frame that they went missing. Uh-huh. So they don't know if they've been kept alive or not. Someone recently just was at a concert in Chicago with a buddy from work and then got separated and went missing. And they ended up finding him. Um, and this was June, like June or July. And then they just found him in the Chicago River. Wow. I'm like, there's still, it's still going on. Wow. So there's this theory mm-hmm. called the smiley face killer theory. Okay. So it started more than a decade ago by two New York detectives, Kevin Gannon and Anthony uh, Duarte, as well as Dr. Lee Gilbertson, which is a criminal justice professor at St. Cloud University. They have long believed that several drownings of the young men across the United States are related to a serial killer or group of serial killers who typically leave marks of a smiley face or other gang symbol near the sites of their murders. The killings, they say, date back to at least the late 1990s. And just like the current deaths, drownings have been ruled accidental or undetermined. It should be noted that there have been no reports of any marks or smiley faces uh, drown- drawings near where the current deaths have been discovered. If you're curious about more information about the smiley face killer, there's actually a documentary done in 2019 called The Smiley Face Killers, The Hunt for Justice. But can you imagine a serial killer group that's out there? Because isn't that strange? A bunch of drownings in Chicago, and then within the last 2022, 16, up until now, and then 10 in Austin, all drowning, all all young men, all disappearing, and then all turning up dead, either by drowning or undetermined circumstances. That seems a little strange to me. Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean... Are those the only two places so far? There's been a, a couple, like in um, Boston, and- there was a couple. That's where the whole smiley face killer theory came about, because there was also a couple couple drownings in Boston. Now, for the smiley face killer, like you said, 
could it be a gang though? That's like, what they think. They think that it could be. They think there could be a potential connection to like this serial killer gang with members spread across the United States. And of course, if the body is in the water for any length of time, that's going to remove a lot of the evidence that they need to like single out. And, you know, it could be some of these people. It shows that, especially in Chicago, it shows that some of these people wandered into the the river accidentally and they were intoxicated and they couldn't get out. You know, could that be a thing? Yeah, that's always a thing. Could it be suicide? Yeah, but that just seems like a lot of people. Right. In a short amount of time. Right. I mean, like you said, we live here in Florida and there's water everywhere. everywhere. It'd be interesting to kind of check and see how many drownings happen in Florida, just like random odd drownings. But that's kind of some of the the some of the things that actually kind of interest me. Like the Gilgo Beach interested you. It was yeah. the Austin and Chicago kind of drownings. Well, yeah, because me. now the whole gang theory uh, has to me like you see these shows where they show like uh, they bust a group of men on the dark web who've all gotten together to do different nefarious things, okay? Right. So you have to wonder, like, if there was something like that where they just did killings, like, it's are they ever... No, it's not. I mean, somebody's clearly thought it could happen to be able to incorporate it in, like, a mainstream TV show. But in reality... If one of them was caught, don't you think they'd turn on all the others? That's what happens on TV. Unless they all, like like you said, they communicate through the dark web and they're all anonymous. Right. True. But they all agreed to have this similar MO, the similar way of, of killing and mm-hmm. disposing of the bodies. I mean, right. that's actually kind of a fascinating theory. Right. It truly is. Yeah, absolutely. Because... um you know, I really haven't been to Austin mm-hmm. too often. I mean, not, I mean, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of these uh, victims were young men, mm-hmm. young, good looking, uh, overseas men. Some of them lived here and they were all kind of like leaving places alone. And some even were saying, you know, it's speculated that some were offered rides and, of course, we know date rape drugs are, are prevalent. So who knows what happened to some of them? Like, were they drugged inside mm-hmm. some of these restaurants or bars? And then they were leaving and they were assembling and someone pulled up and said, hey, do you need a ride? I can help you. Wow. They stumble into this car and then who knows what happens. But wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff out there. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff about the Gilgo Beach. There's a bunch of stuff about the Austin and Chicago. Like I said, go, if you go to the Wikipedia page, and I think it was just list of serial killers in the United States. That's the list. These are all the serial killers. Oh my God, you're still scrolling. Mm -hmm. Still scrolling. If you go to the bottom of that page, if I can get to it. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> still, still scrolling. Going. <laughs> wow. Go. There you go. There's your there's your toolbar right there on the side. That's crazy. Yeah. Look how many. If you when you get to the bottom to the unsolved serial killers, wow. there might be something on there 
my God, it's still going. Just there it goes. keep scrolling. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Unidentified serial killers. It's probably on there. But if you look through, they have the they all have a name, which is just crazy to me. Albuquerque serial killer, or maybe not. Alphabet murders. Ann Arbor hospital murders. Atlanta child murders. We were just talking about that. Atlanta Lover's Lane murders. Atlanta Ripper. And she's still on the A's. Right. The Bigfoot Killer. The Bigfoot Killer. The Boston Strangler. The Bouncing Ball Killer. Wow. The Bra Murders. Wow. Castration Serial Murders. Like, wow. it's just Charlie Chopoff. I thought Stop that. it. Charlie Chopoff. <laughs> 1972 to 1974. Murders of five boys in Manhattan in 1972 and 73. A mental patient confessed to one slashing death. Four stabbings also involving mutilation remain unsolved. Wow, that's crazy. You know, I don't know where the or if they've listed it as a as a definitive, like they're all connected. That's mm-hmm. the only way it would show up on this list. Wow. But um, if it does, if the Austin, Chicago show up on here, that means they're giving it legitimate cause. You know, know, maybe be... let's go, let's check that out. Yeah, we're going to do that. Them. Yeah. I'm sure the smiley face killers are on our let's list. Look. I haven't read through all of them, but there are so many still unsolved that because the smiley face killers are unsolved. Smiley face murder theory. That's it. That's 1990s it. to 2000. They have zero, like zero actual victims, but there are 40 plus potential victims. Crazy. Since 1997, most experts suggest the, that the deaths were accidental. See, that's exactly accidental and undetermined. Yeah. So anyhow... I will put that link yeah, it's fascinating. in the show notes so that you can click on it and look through it. And the nice thing about Wikipedia is that when you click on any of those, it takes you to that page and you can read more in depth about yeah. each one. But it just is crazy to me that there is so – you hear about murder all the time, individual, but, but serial murder, like this many all the time, it's just – but to see this many in one, like have it listed out for you, it just like yeah, it's fascinating. And they haven't, they still haven't caught some of these people. They still haven't. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So if they haven't been caught, do you think it's because they've died or been incarcerated or got too close to being caught? Like, what stops a serial killer? You know, I think it's either being caught, mm-hmm. dying getting too old to do it anymore or they just stop for no reason do you ever think it's because somebody's changed their ways like they've Mm. gotten married and decided oh i'm not gonna be a serial killer anymore because now i have a family maybe didn't stop like the btk killer maybe i don't know it's interesting right i don't know that's because there's a lot of it a lot of of unsolved you know, mm-hmm. so why are they unsolved? So let us know your theories. Why do people, why do these serial killers stop killing? Or yeah. why are they never caught? Where do they go? What happens to them? Let us know your theories. I'd love like, to hear them. I would love to hear them. I, 
I have no theory. I mean, it's like all of the above. It could be any one of those things, but we're never going to know because if they have the serial killer's name, that means they've been caught. Right. So you know why they stopped. So right. then all these people that they're the killings have stopped, but there's no name. Why did they stop? That's what I well, want to know. I may have a little insight about the story of Ilslayer. Okay. Well, uh, tune in next time. Yeah. We'll be back next week and we're going to talk about it again. Another serial killer. Yeah. Sounds and good. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, like what you hear? Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. For more about this episode, check out our website at boozybanterwithfriends.com or connect with us on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.